Mike, Mike, what's the, uh, what's the, I don't want to say worst, <laughs> but what's the most challenging team you've ever coached? What's the last time you coached a team that, uh, well, when I arrived in Anaheim, they had missed the playoffs by 25 points. When I arrived at the University of Lethbridge, they had never made the playoffs in their nine-year history. Uh, I mean, you just do what you do. You go and do what you do. And for me, I'm so uh, number one is is I'm proud to be here today. You have no idea. I'm proud, and I'm excited to be the head coach of the Maple Leafs. And we have a big job. I'm excited about that. Let's get on fixing it. And we can spend all the time you want talking about the last this many years and that many years. None of that's on my radar at all. It, it starts here today for me. I've watched these guys now for three weeks. I wasn't involved in anything. My job starts today as far as I'm concerned, as far as with the on-ice product. And we're going to work hard to make that better. And we're going to work hard to restore uh, the Maple Leafs to the rightful place in the league. Just about, is there something different? And that's a great question. I don't know the answer to that. You know, I've been getting people have asked me a whole bunch of questions I don't know the answer to. What I'm going to do is I'm going to go to camp and we're going to establish work ethic and we're going to establish a structure and so the players get comfortable and understand where they're supposed to be. And we're going to set some expectations. And then I'm going to get to know them and they're going to get to know me. But for me to stand here and answer a bunch of questions I don't know the answers to. I don't know the answers to them yet. But if you ask me in a couple of weeks, I'll know more. I mean, they're good coaches. They're good people. Uh, I think Jim Hiller's a, you know, a really, really good offensive mind. He thinks different than I do. He stands next to me on the bench. He's got ideas coming out the wazoo. Uh, he we had the second best percentage power play in the league last year in Detroit and uh, led the league in power play goals. And that was the first time since Lindstrom and Holmstrom had left that we were like that. We brought in Jim Hiller and he, he changed a lot of things for us. Uh, and then just the way he teaches offensive skill. When we're standing on the bench, he says something, I'm thinking something totally different all the time. He never ever says what I'm thinking, so it's perfect. Uh, you know, you might as well have a bunch of ideas, and I think the players gravitate towards him, the offensive guys, they want someone to help them score. That's what he's thinking about all the time. All he wants to do is score, so I like that. Um, we brought in DJ Smith. DJ's a guy who's been uh, successful at the junior level. I think he's a real good man. He was a minor league player and an NHL player, but he was a grinder. He had to figure out a way to play. I had him in 1997 at the World Junior Camp. He hurt himself and didn't make the team or he would have been on the team. Uh, followed him for a long time. To me, he's a serial winner. What does that mean? It means everywhere you go, you just win. I like those people. I like to hire those people. They make you better. The other thing I like about hiring new people, and I've heard lots of them, lots of guys have gone on to be head coaches, and I've got to acquire new people. Uh, you can hire a guy who's been in the NHL, and that's a good thing, and they have experience, but the NHL is cookie cutter. Uh, we're, we're under the microscope so much. In the, in the other leagues, they try things. And so I think when you've been in the league a long time, I talk about this all the time, is, is you get a lot of your information and ideas when you meet with other CEOs of companies and because and there's cross-pollination. I think when you bring guys from other leagues, they've tried different things and just might work. 
So him, Andrew, or uh, Steve Breer is another guy. I was really impressed with Steve. We went through, Mitch Korn really helped me, I gotta tell you, uh, figuring out a way. I know how to hire coaches. I didn't know how to hire a goalie coach. Uh, Mitch Korn really set me up. I went to a number of guys to gather information. He set me up with the process. Uh, I normally don't interview a bunch of guys. I interview, the way I interview is I've done all the interviewing before I ever get yet. And then I usually get my family involved and then, so it's not just talking, I find out who you are. Uh, with the goaltending coaching, we did it a different way. We gathered information first by interviewing or by talking to Mitch and gathering information. Then what we did is we went to some of what we thought were the best goalie coaches and found out who their stable of the next guys were. And then we got it down to a group of five. We interviewed those five and, and this guy just, I was impressed with him, and so he's done a good job. He's a smart, smart guy. He's going to make us better over time. His big thing is he hasn't uh, been in the National Hockey League, so his relationship thing. You know, uh, I remember a number of years ago, I hadn't been in the National Hockey League either. Get on with it. And then Andrew Brewer is the smartest guy on my staff. He uh, was with me in 2014 at the Olympics. I bought him to Detroit. He's the coaching concierge or whatever. He just makes sure we don't look dumb and he makes sure our presentations are good. He doesn't mind, he's 28 years old, 29 years old, he's the age of the players. Uh, he doesn't mind saying he babs, they don't think like that. You're, you're as old as the arc, they think like this. Uh, I think it's important to have, uh, when I first arrived in the league, I hired Paul McLean, uh, nine or 10 time 30 goal scorer in around, and Lauren Henning, who had won four Stanley Cups because I didn't have a clue what I was doing and I felt I needed more experience. Now what I try to do is I try to hire guys who are idea people that are gonna make you better and change. And I believe as a head coach, you gotta rein, uh, reinvent yourself every summer. You try to do that, and I think the people you talk to and the people you hire make a big difference. Uh, Mike, your organization lost the premier goal scorer, albeit one who had a bad season last year. Who scores for this team? Yeah, that's a great question. No, I mean, let's not care ourselves. Phil Kessel, I think, if I'm not mistaken, led the Olympics in scoring the last Olympics. Elite, elite player. So uh, you need to score goals. Uh, we understand that. Uh, we're going to learn how to play first is what we're going to do, and, and I'm going to concern myself with that. Every year for, for 10 years, I've sat in the office with Ken Hall, and we'd add up how many goals we're going to score before the season. And uh, I know you got to score about 230 to get in. And when we did the math, it didn't add up good. So we got to figure some other way to get it to add up better. Now, uh, the other thing about it is there's four or five guys. If I was right down right here, who's on the roster right now, I'd have four or five guys wrong, guaranteed. There's going to be four or five guys or three or four guys that are way better than I think, and there's going to be some other guys that are different than I expected. I can't tell you that because I don't know. So all we're gonna do is we're gonna build a process here that, uh, you know, I'm gonna make it very clear to the guys, I'm gonna be happy. I like being happy, period. I, I, I'm not staying awake at night, so we're gonna work. Two things that, the two things that irritate me the most are lack of preparation and lack of compete. That's not happening. So we're gonna get that fixed. I see there's a lot of excitement well, I don't spend a whole lot of time thinking about that. I'm, I'm Mike Babcock from Saskatoon. 
that's who my kids know, that's who my wife knows. Uh, you know, if my dad was alive, he'd tell you, just remember where you're from. I'm just gonna come here and work. And the rest of the stuff is just, uh, don't get me wrong, I'm proud to be the coach of the Leafs. Uh, it's an unbelievable logo, unbelievable city. Uh, but let's just get to work. Mike, oh, sorry. Mike, traditionally, when it's possible, you've been a one-goalie guy when you can. Uh, last year, was Harvard yeah. and Mrazek. You got to juggle a little bit. How do you view this now with Bertie and Ryan going forward? Well, my second year at Red Deer College, I had this. I forget the two guys' names, to be honest with you, but I went with two goalies all year long, and then in game one of the playoffs, I went with one, and game two of the playoffs, I went with the other, and then we were out of the playoffs. I haven't done that since. I like one guy to know he's the guy. And basically, usually what I tell him is, I'll tell you when you're not starting. Someone's got to grab it. Like, I'm going to camp, I'm going to watch. Uh, so the veteran guys are probably playing four games. Let's decide who wants to play. They put in their work. I know that they both want to be number one. I don't know. Let's just, let's watch and see who it is. And the other thing about them is, is we're going to get organized in our own zone so they know where the shot's coming from so they can be there and be square. This random goaltending where you're thinking there's four different guys shooting the puck, it, that's impossible to play like that. So why don't we look after the structure in our own zone first and then I think our goaltending will be better. Mike, how do you manage the development of young defensemen like Jake and Morgan given all the responsibility that's going to be accorded them this season? Well, they got to get way better defensively. And, but I, I think everyone talks about Morgan Riley, and everyone knows that he has a elite upside and offensive guy. But Gardner, when I watch him, I think he should be a good player. So let's build him up. Let's get him going. Let's get him playing good. Let's get him to understand that the faster you play defense, the more you have the puck, and the less time you got to spend in your offense or in the defensive zone. So that's what we're going to work on. And I don't know how long this takes. Whatever time it takes, that's what it takes. But uh, those guys are important to us. Morenson kid's important to us. Uh, Harrington's important to us. Enough's important to us. Both. They're all. Let's find out who's the best guys. Let's get them on the ice and let's teach them to be better and help them be better. Our forwards are coming back hard. Like, uh, they're going to be allowed to make mistakes because the forward's going to look after them. Uh, it's amazing when you trust one another and you work as a five-man unit how the D suddenly look better. Steve, knowing you, you've watched Tate and Tate and more Tate players you have now, what do you like going into camp of all the players that you have? I haven't done that. And the reason I haven't done that is because uh, things were went so poorly, why would I watch them be bad? Makes no sense to me. Uh, they got a clean slate and I want to catch them be good. That's what I got right there when I walk out of the coach's office. Catch them doing it right. That's what we're going to do. We're going to catch them doing it right. We're going to build some confidence and a way to play. And that's why I'm in for a lot of surprise. Now, have I seen these players play? Absolutely. But you don't know, I know the Red Wings, Lou knows the Devils. I don't know the Leafs, Lou doesn't know the Leafs. So we're gonna get to know them. But we're gonna get to know these guys that arrived at camp, not the ones that played here in the past. Just to follow, follow on that, you talked about losing the score. Um, you actually look at the other number, the goals against number for the last several years, we've been 30 to 40 goals away from being a competitive team. Right. How do, you, how do you get that number? Well, we're going to get organized. We're going to work. You know, I think that to me, 
I think is something that we can help with more than the other part of it. So, but if you spend less time in your own zone, yeah, you have a better chance to be in the offensive zone. And you, you know, it's a real simple game is the work zones, your zone, the speed zones, the neutral zone, and the fun zones, the offensive zone. I'd rather hang out in the fun zone. Yeah, I don't know whose idea that is, but it's a good one. So if it wasn't, I'll take credit for it. How's that? No, I don't know whose idea it was, but it, it's a good one. Uh, it's what we've done, you know, where I was. Last time I remember when I went to uh, Detroit, I thought I didn't think it was a good idea until I saw it, and now I know it's a great idea. Uh, this is going to be great for our guys to be together. Uh, the way it is with the CBA, you're only allowed a certain amount of time at the rink. There's a lot of time in the day. If you're here, you're home with your family, or you're cruising around, you're not with the guys there, you can get out and golf or fish or do something and get together for a meal. By that time, you should be worn out. So you shouldn't have gone home and having a nap and then be going for beers at night. You actually should be having a, a meal and you should be going to bed at night so you can be prepared to get better the next day. So that's the plan. We're going to go there. We're going to work hard. We're going to have lots of fun and we're going to enjoy a different part of the world. Yeah, I don't know. I don't even know how old they are. Like, can they play or can they not? Uh, Mike, you've been a winner. You mentioned all the names of your assistants that won everywhere. That sounded past tense. Let's say that again. Try that. Well, no, you're, you're a winner. Thank you. <laughs> and actually, that, that's funny, but it's good too. I mean, I wasn't trying to be funny. No, go ahead. Anyway. When a team is losing, the players lose focus. The players lose the will to work. No, they lose confidence. Okay. And they feel like they're by themselves, and they feel like no one has their back. And they feel like uh, they can't go anywhere or do anything, and they're not as proud as they should be. And success, the circle of success is real simple. Uh, your kid walks out of the girl. The garage, there's a soccer ball stand there. He kicks it against the wall. It rolls down the driveway and in the cul-de-sac. Goes back inside, gets on the computer. His younger brother walks out and he kicks it off the wall and it bounces back. It hits his foot, kicks it again, kicks it again. 18 years later, he scores the winning goal at the World Cup. He does what he's good at. He feels good about himself. Can you imagine coming to the rink every day and never feeling good about yourself? I can't even imagine how long that would be. And then you, so you lose interest. Is that what you're saying? That, that's where I'm going. I mean, you were talking about the process. Is your biggest challenge this year will be to make sure that the focus will be on the process and not how to get better, even though the wins are not there as many as, as you had before or as the other guys had? Well, I guess I would say to you is this, is, is the biggest challenge today is whatever I'm doing. If you live in the present and you just focus on what you're doing, and you put all into that, I think you have a chance to be successful. So right now we're doing this, then we're gonna go to Halifax, we're gonna have a team meeting tonight, then we're gonna focus on, and so instead of worrying about this year, if we just worry about the day we're in, and we focus on it, and we put our energy into it, and get ready for the next one, I think we have a chance to get better. And to me, that's what it's about. It's always, you know, I've been fortunate to coach teams with really good players and have some success. And in the end, when you have, you get the ultimate prize, it's still about the process. 
that's how you get there. So you just focus on the process, be process oriented and try to get better. And we're gonna try to take a step a day or get better each day. We're gonna try to make each other better. We're trying to create a demanding supportive atmosphere that makes you all feel good about who you are and, and make sure, sure you work. So that's what we're trying to do. I, I can't tell you what's gonna happen. I just know that the process is gonna be built in and we're just gonna work at it. And if it takes longer than we want, it takes longer than we want. If it's quicker than we expected, it, it's quicker. We'll just keep grinding. Two more questions, Mike. To that end, you've got a captain who's been a whipping boy in the city for years now. Not for me. How do you get him to the level that you think he can get to, and what level do you think he can get? Well, I think he's got great intentions. I think it's an easy target when you're the captain. I think uh, we'll give him a day off from you guys a week uh, for sure. Uh, we're going to look after him with structure and talking to him. Lou and my job is to look after him. We're going to do that. Um, I think he's going to have a real good year. Uh, when our D understand how supportive our forwards are going to be, I think it's going to make them happy. Um, but I like Dion. He's the captain of the Leafs. He's going to be the captain of the Leafs. And, uh, you know, he's our leader right now. And uh, I think we can really help him with his leadership side of things. Uh, and we're just going to help him, uh, uh, help him be the best he can be, just like everybody else. Some people have come in here and they haven't dealt well with the demand and the distractions and pressure of hockey in the city, yeah. the Leafs in the city. How will you deal with that? Yeah, it's a real good question. I, I mean, everyone keeps telling me that uh, they paint you guys out as something awful, just awful. I, uh, but I don't believe that. I believe without the players, without the fans, without the media, you have no National Hockey League. So, you know, I'm real straightforward. As I'm going to come here every day, I'm going to be as honest as I can. You're not going to make anything up. When we play good, I'm going to tell you. When we play bad, I'm going to tell you. You know, I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time uh, checking out what you had to write or, or said. Just going to do my job, and you know I've done that the same way. I think that's what the players should do. But it's interesting to me when I go to the golf tournament and I see Daryl Sittler and I see Wendell Clark and I, and I mean Tiger Woods and, and Darcy Tucker and all these guys. They love Toronto. How come they love Toronto so much? How come they think it's the greatest city in the world? How come they think being a Maple Leaf is the greatest place you could ever play? They can't all be wrong. So why, why don't we fix it? Thanks, Thanks guys. Have a good day. Thank you.